Welcome to the Well Played DLC podcast, Australia's juiciest gaming podcast. We're here today to give you a very special episode, a PAX Radio, sponsored by Audio Technica Special. Uh, we're doing a PAX Radio episode for you, if you didn't get that from the uh, couple of drops of PAX in there. I'm Zach Jackson, joined by Kieran for Bruges. Hello. I'm at PAX. Adam Ryan. Hello, this is for PAX. And Nathan Pax Hennessy. I'm just so happy to be here, guys. It's good to have you, Pax. Yeah, you know we haven't seen you for a, a couple <laughs> couple weeks. I know what you, Pax. Yeah. Um, <laughs> how are we all? <laughs> I don't. Know. I don't know what that means, but yeah, I'm yeah, doing uh, pretty, Pax, mate. How are you? Yeah. It's enough of that. Uh, yeah. Let's uh, let's Pax that away. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Naughty boys. Uh, but so, no, it's uh, it's uh, good to good to be here at the virtual uh, edition of PAX this year because PAX can't be on, uh, which is a shame. PAX Australia, that is, if you're tuning in from overseas. Uh, shout outs. I hope you're having a good uh, good time. Anyway, let's get stuck straight into it because we got to we got to whip through this because we uh, I know how we like to waffle. Um, no, I can do it with uh, some of the best, but we got to, uh, a strict time to keep to. So today, for uh, for the Well Played DLC podcast, what we're actually going to do is we've uh, decided to tap into that PAX Australia theme, and instead of having our usual episode, what we're going to do is uh, all four of us are going to pitch a video game set inside Australia, and then we're all going to uh, give our feedback and thoughts on each other's pitches, maybe even at, at the end vote on uh, if Well Played had a little publishing arm on the side, which one we would uh, fund with our, you know, huge advertising money uh, <laughs> that we that we take in <laughs> all right so who wants to who wants to get started who who's who's brave enough oh goes in the hot seat don't you i think i say we go that call i say we go alphabetically by surname you have me sweating nah. motherfucker nah, I, I, I knew it was me all right i'll go first because mine's probably going to be the the briefest. Let me just quickly get my I notes. I really here. think about and the most, where H and, the and J sat in the sequence. <laughs> so yeah, so I mean, I had a few ideas, which we hopefully will get time and uh, we can talk about the ones that we that we cut. Well, I want to quickly ask a question to you all, though. Have any of you seen Moon featuring Sam Rockwell? It's really good. It is a very good film. It's and do we know who the director is? He's quite the impressive individual, son of a glorious singer who departed us too soon by the name of David Bowie. Oh, really? David Bowie's really? son, who also oh. went on to direct the Warcraft movie. Oh, oh wow. wow. That's topical. Oh. At least he started well. <laughs> I like the Warcraft movie, all things considered. I don't think it's a good movie. I enjoyed it. Anyway, so uh, Moon, yeah, good film. Check it out if you, if you uh, ever get the chance. So my, uh, my idea sort of loosely taps into, into this film. All right, here it is. The year is 2050, all right? Australia is no longer inhabitable uh, due to climate change. However, it is the, essentially the only planet, I mean only planet, only country on the planet um, that this is actually the, the case. So people have been evacuated out of, out of the country. And you play as a character, and at the start, you, you can choose gender, name, and all that sort of stuff. And essentially, you're an environmental researcher who is stationed at a research center 
uh, somewhere within within Australia. I mean, you can maybe you can choose that. I haven't you know I haven't quite delved too far into the mechanics just yet. But your essentially your role is to go out. So how so Australia you, you can't live there, but you can stay inside. So there, if you have the right protection on your building, you can stay inside. If you do go outside, you do have to wear a special suit and that sort of stuff. Um, and you can only sort of be out for a certain amount of time uh, during the day. Essentially, every research uh, expedition takes takes place in winter when the U, when the UV, which is the sort of what of you know my very basic science. Uh, knowledge uh, when the UV is at its lowest, um, which might not even be true. So if if that is wrong, shout outs to science. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, the UV is at its at its lowest. So your your expeditions take place during winter, uh, and your goal is to go out and just learn about the environment and how it's sort of reacting and how nature and like wildlife is adapting to um, you know the effects of climate change essentially. Um, however. There is very little wildlife left because it's all sort of, you know, dead, but some of it has survived uh, and some of it is now, um, you know, retaking the, what do you want to call it, the, you know, the country back. You befriend, you find a baby magpie, right? Knew it. You find this magpie and you, you, go, you know, you're, this is like the first time that you've seen like, you know, a baby, you know, bird or whatever for like ages, for ages, right? So you pick it up. Anyway, it's sort of about, it's sort of like a fire watchy kind of um, journey where you kind of bond with this, with this uh, bird and you, you know, you, you got to go out and find food and feed it and that sort of stuff. And, and one day you actually, and to your knowledge, you're one of, you're the only one essentially in this vicinity or in this big, big, you know, place, right? There's no other researchers out there that you know of. Uh, and one day you follow this bird and this, this bird takes you on this like like further away than you've ever been from your your station and you actually find another researcher but they but they basically ignore you they pretend that you don't exist right and that gets you thinking it's you like what the fuck you know what like why is this guy not paying attention or this person you know why they just ignore me like human or you know this uh, you know another being anyway so you go back and then you start investigating um, the company that you work for and like why you're there and to go straight to the fucking to like the end of it, essentially you're a clone. You're you're a robot, and every year you um you wake up and like your data is like wiped. Essentially, like you you upload all the information and stuff that you've learnt, and then you reset uh, for the next expedition. So the whole game is about like building this, and you discover that sort of right towards the end, and you have this real strong bond with this bird. Um, and you start to like the robot starts to develop feelings like you know it's 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 the first time that it's ever felt you know connection with something because it's because of this bird and then i guess it it, kind of ends or the idea would be that kind of ends and you know you're like saying goodbye to this bird and the bird sort of is old enough and sets itself free and then you you get wiped and that's it i've I've just been on an emotional journey yeah yeah, wipe those tears that was um, so that's so that's the that's the idea that I uh, came up with. Old mate, before we started this recording, goes, oh, "I've just got some dot points," <laughs> and then pulls that one out. Jesus. Um, so so you said like a you, like a firewatchy, like a first person kind of walking yeah, sim well, adventure maybe, kind of yeah. thing. Yeah, so it's like a, a, a what like like a walking sim light puzzles maybe. You know, you got to find stuff in twigs and shit and what you know, 
um, worms and stuff. And oh, I've got a yeah. title. Give, Go give it. Given I actually, the, I, actually, I don't. I don't. I actually didn't think of one. So, given the theme of um of time loops and and magpies, death swoop. Yeah. <laughs> oh my. That's good. Yeah, that's good. Um, I like it, and it is like a bit of a loopy game because yeah, like, um, you know, but yeah, so that's, uh, and ho- hopefully I didn't spoil the ending too much of Moon. That, um, nah, I wasn't going to watch it. Should definitely go watch it. Um, but yeah, so do you want to do feedback now, or as in each one, and then move on, or do you want to do it all towards at the end? Maybe we'll do each one. It's probably a bit, a bit easier, so people don't forget. So how much are you asking for this? Not like not a lot. Just like <laughs> just quick, you know. Give me everything I, I want full. Just your, you know, 15, 20, 30 seconds max. No, like Is monetary. How much are you charging? Oh, right. Okay, sorry. We're getting right to the nitty gritty. Are we, are we talking? Is this AAA release? Is this, what are we? No, it's definitely not. No, this is, Tell this the people is more what like they want to know. This is, uh, <laughs> this is more like a, I'd love to partner with someone like United Label. Shout outs to them. Of course um, you do. <laughs> Uh, or maybe even like a Focus Home, you know. Oh, sorry, uh, Focus Entertainment, I think they're, they're yep. called now. Um, he really just needs to go with Annapurna. I was going to say Annapurna oh, Annapurna, all Annapurna, Annapurna, Annapurna yeah. all over. Come on. Annapurna. Um, Especially yeah, when you're making moon comparisons. It's probably not Dark Souls enough to be, you know, label, is it? Nah. Um, so, uh, yeah, no, <laughs> I think Annapurna would be a great uh, fit for this, for this title. Hopefully, uh, you boys... Think it sounds alright. All rights retained, Sector. What's um, is it is it going to be like a mostly linear kind of experience? Is there going to be replay value, or is it kind of just probably know, no, one I'd and done, like a like an either finish, like, like, like done. Yeah? I mean, maybe I mean maybe you could have some collectibles, maybe and maybe there's like, you know that that probably gives it away too. I was going to say like robotic things that you pick up, but like memory chips or something. But now it's no, I don't like that. <laughs> Scrap that. That's gone. And are we talking like any sort of voice acting or are we just going with beeps and boops and squawks? Uh, definitely, definitely. Um, I can speak to my uh, pet magpies here and see if they can star <laughs> as the, uh, as the Maggies. But um, no, I definitely, definitely voice acted. Um, yeah. And both, uh, well, multiple options for a multiple range of players. Um, don't ask me to give you any voice actor names, but uh uh, the, set, the soundtrack has got to be done by my good mate Olivia Devereux. <laughs> Olivier Devereux. That's it. Um, Always. Yeah. Big shout outs to him. Uh, hopefully so not yeah. like some slam and electronic or hopefully something a little bit more chill. No, definitely not. It's probably more Plague Tale than Streets of Rage. Yeah, cool. So. cool. Cool, cool, Now, talking setting, this is set in Australia. What you've just told me could be set anywhere in the world what when you're thinking of this pitch like mm. what what are sort of what's a locale that you're trying to see in this 2050 setting like what grounds this as australia for you magpies mate just the magpies just the <laughs> <laughs> i mean no, look are we going to see like iconic landmarks are you going to like well, yeah, well, are you going to have any um, like um planet of the well, apes moments or <laughs> <laughs> probably not just the um, big banana think... just like buried under some fucking <laughs> <laughs> snow i mean if you My go to man. fucking tazzy you can have like the big nut like the big giant nut um come on that's right yeah 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 uh, i want the scottsdale I think, potato personally i think Ooh. i think I, like yeah I, this is honestly the last idea that i thought of this is like a, a 
mix of a bunch of ideas that I had. Um, so maybe you, there's like a, you can have maybe the capital cities, maybe I, I don't quite, yeah, I hadn't got that far as to where I feel like exactly. you want to pick one place, like just, yeah, well that's what, yeah, I hadn't settled. So I was, originally I had Tasmania and it was only going to be that Tasmania was the one that had been affected by climate change. And I was like, that doesn't really make any sense. Cause well, it does. <laughs> Because we run mainland. off 100% renewable well, energy. The, the hole in the ozone layer is most prominent over Tassie. Like the one oh, from the Antarctica oh. is most prominent over Tassie. There you go. I didn't That's know true. that. So, um, yeah, it's like a tinderbox down there, Adam. Ah, oh, more reason. More more <laughs> well, reasons yeah. than one. If that's the case, I'm going Tassie. Tassie, lock it in. And there's oh, a big gorge there and Cradle Mountain. Yeah. Okay. Now, now you're forming a picture for me. Um, but yeah, you're pandering. Think, you're pandering to the two two Tasmanians. To the two Tasmanians, the fifty percent <laughs> of this podcast. I'm speaking more language, mate. Mm. All right. No, I like um, it. I also yeah. like that it's when you think post-apocalyptic and Australian, you immediately go to Mad Max and like spikes and leather and shit. So I like that you've gone a different route instead of instead of going that the the crazy outlandish. It's more of a a personal tale so it's good to see a different spin yeah it's uh i don't know i don't even know if it even really makes any sense really but uh no i like it that's, that's good it. all right thank you thank you all right uh nathan you're next all right so just prior to recording i was telling the fellas that this was not my first pick of pitch we'll come back to that but i wrote this one like pretty smashed and I've checked it the next day and I'm like, yeah, I think I'm onto something here. Like, this this is an idea brewed in a storm. So, look, let me just set the scene real quick. It's 2022. Just when we thought things couldn't get much worse, we're in a, a, a re-elected Josh Frydenberg-led coalition government. Things are pretty much treading the same old ground and, and life's just not looking that great. The... Indu card is currently in the hands of all welfare workers. It's now just known as the overdue card in this game because we're going for a bit of a social satire. Now, the title screen flashes and we get the name of the game here. This is called The Great Emu Wars, colon, Reverse Kanga. This is a part survival RPG, part Musu-style game. Is that what it's called? Like the... <laughs> the the Dynasty Warriors type games, like the Samurai Warriors. I hope I've said that right. Yes. So this this game is, as I said, set in the year 2022, where the emus who won the Great Emu War and retreated have retreated to the emu fields. Now, as you may not be aware, but in 1950, the emu fields were in South Australia, the location of the British nuclear tests. There was quite a lot of fallout here. The emus have emerged. Now they lead in told empire of souped up bane-like kangaroos, wallabies with speed like the flash, motherfucking various weaponized and evolved marsupials from down under. Now this is where it gets a bit tricky. As I said, we've got the in oh sorry, the overdue welfare cards. They've been distributed out amongst the uh, pandemic jobless, the new jobless as they're called. And this, it's cash has become a commodity that's only available to the working class and the well-off. The, 
those with the jobs. So now there's the haves and the have-nots, but it's jobs. The government's offering cash to job seekers who will rise up to the cause of the Great Emu War Part 2, but only on the delivery of certain marsupial skins. So you go and acquire your weapons initially from vendors that only accept the overdue card. Because this is essentially a, a, a cashless card that's only accepted at certain vendors. So you'll end up acquiring your early weapons from places like Kmart. Hit up the old Bunnings. Chuck together whatever you can. And then you and three other players will enter the battlefields. Usually some expletives paddock. Uh, bottlers, um, skate parks, etc. And you'll be armed with bottles, broken glasses, whippersnippers. And you're going to go take out the mutant national icons that are now plaguing Australia. And then obviously once you start getting cash, you can then get out of the in-due card or overdue card limitations. So you can get access to things like Jim's Jobless. So Jim's got a new franchise going for job seekers. So um, you can start recruiting from Jim's Jobless and build up your kind of pyramid scheme for the war ahead. Like a pyramid scheme effort of like an animal control startup. And the reason why it's a Musu-style game is because when you engage in combat in these arenas like the skate, the derelict skate parks against, you know, the fucked up emus and bane-like kangaroos, it's important that we don't inflict unnecessary pain on them. And all jokes aside, there's a serious reason to all of this. I, although we're being all fun and games, it is important that we're not inflicting, like, torture on the animals. So I thought the Musu-style is a nice way where it can sort of be kept a kind of cartoony and punch-up. It's kind of a... It's a playful conflict rather than just blood and gore and inflicting loads and loads of pain and suffering on the animals because that's that shouldn't be the way it is in Australia. So that's that's my little disclaimer for something that is wholesale, what seems like wholesale slaughter. And yeah, so it's this kind of kooky social satire with a Musu game tied in that reflects on various parts of Australian history whilst looking at how fucked up things are in the days ahead. So yes, that's my pitch. That's the pitch I landed on while I was absolutely sloshed. <laughs> and I was really pleased I wrote it all down in detail. With that is, uh, Nathan. Very impressive. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, where do we even start with that? I'm honestly upset that this is an audio podcast and nobody is going to see just the three of us just losing our shit the entire time. You were reading that out. Um, oh my god. I also god. don't do want to publish kangaroos. I don't want anyone to steal that idea. <laughs> yeah, all Let's not play this. <laughs> I mean, come talk to me after you hear the podcast. But, oh, um, my God. Yeah, as I said, like, you know what a reverse kangaroo is, right? No? Reverse kangaroo, so, like, a kangaroo's obviously got a sort of squat-like position. A reverse kangaroo is when you're sitting on the shitter, you turn around <laughs> so your knees are facing the wall. <laughs> sitting on the toilet in reverse, reverse kangaroo. <laughs> No? Okay. Well, now no, you know. I, I get it now, but... <laughs> it's just so I'm surprised you guys just looking at me like stunned mullets. It's like, aren't you folks Australian? Like, did you just not have childhoods? Come on. What? <laughs> yeah, that's wow. the that's the benchmark for whether you had a childhood Aren't you true sure. blue Aussies? Don't you shit face like, in the wrong way around? Are you telling me that you went through all six years of primary school and you never had a joke with the boys because you pulled off your first reverse kanga in the school stalls? <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Look, what um, what school did you go look, to? Again? 
own, own South Georgetown primary, mate. I was, every, I was Georgetown boy. Every, that's, uh, <laughs> that explains a lot. Every creative out. genius has something that's Ooh. triggered them in in their life that's gotten to them to the point that they are. And I, if reverse kangaroo is what's brought you here today, then it's yours. I mean, well I done. feel like you guys are the ones that are triggered. I think I've just opened up your third eye. <laughs> You've opened up something <laughs> and it's facing yeah. the wrong way around. <laughs> um, look, I'll I'll let you know how I go. Uh, I'll give it a crack this week. But uh, which, uh, you know, you asked me this uh, question. Who's going who's to publish this bad boy? Oh. <laughs> who who would? <laughs> I mean, who will? There's only one Sorry. publisher, isn't there? Isn't it? Is it, Devol- is it Namco Devol- Bandai? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> Am I, am oh, I wrong? No. Am I thinking of the right one? Is Am I going in the right direction? For the Muso direction, Muso yeah. Games? No, you're right. You're right. You're yep. good. Or is it Koei Temco? Or is no, that, it's Koei Temco. No, they're the developers. Uh, is it yeah. Tecmo? It's, it's going to be some combination of Koei Tecmo and Namco Bandai. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so I'm, I'm, I'm barking up the right tree. I mean, the Muso genre is not exclusive, so... Fair enough. <sighs> well, oh, Jesus, Jesus Christ. That was... Um... By the way, emus are fucking vicious. Like, you know that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I was on board as soon as you said Emu Wars. Like, a game based on that is already a great idea, but that was, like, next level. I need to lay down <laughs> after listening to all that. I have no questions. Oh, my Lord. Nah. Bo- okay, boxes are ticked. <laughs> Get it out the door. God. Oh, all my right. God. Okay. This episode's um, peaked too early. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, you know, I'm glad I went first. Jesus um, Christ. Adam. You're yeah, up. now I have to follow that. <laughs> Thanks, Nathan, you ass. Oh my god! Um, the reverse, reverse kangaroo on the Yeah, I needed a reverse kangaroo to get the creative juices flowing. Get something. Holy shit! Um, yeah, so my pitch is is nowhere near that. It's on the the opposite side of the spectrum completely. Correct kangaroo. Um, yeah, I just did a I just did a regular kangaroo. Um, no, I was having a, a conversation with with Key. Um, when trying to, to formulate this idea. And I was thinking about games that I enjoy and that I've played in, in the last few months. Uh, and a lot of them I've realized have been based off foreign folklore. Like you start playing it and you realize there are these influences from like a lot of Nordic I've noticed as of late kind of folklore. Uh, and I've realized that Australian or indigenous Australian culture has such a rich culture that hasn't really been tapped in this medium before. Uh, so I'm pitching for a narrative-driven platformer that takes play, uh, players across the country interacting with Indigenous elders who weave yarns of the Dreamtime, which is the Aboriginal understanding of the beginning of all things. So players assume the role of Kura, which loosely translates to long ago, a young Indigenous girl from the Noongar people of southern Western Australia. The game opens with Kura waking from a dream, which is a vivid vision of a giant spectral serpent that appears from the clouds and looks to be leading her into the distance somewhere. Feeling compelled to follow this apparition, Kura seeks the guidance of her elders. The elders tell her of the dream time, the beginning and ending of all things where spirits shape existence. The elders state that her visions are linked to this dream time and linked to the Rainbow Serpent, a great spirit that formed the lakes, the rivers, and the streams of the land as it came into existence. 
Listening to her elders' teachings, Kura sets out to follow the Rainbow Serpent across the land, seeking its wisdom. In her search, she will encounter a number of other vi- village elders that will share their tales of the dream li- of the dream time. Every dream time story will affect gameplay, and it will send Kura through a vibrant, surreal environment with the story unfolding as she continues on. Each elder will narrate this, the, the Dreamtime story and it will be in their own dialect with their own visual styles, uh, which will be unique for each tale, which expresses the, the incredible diversity that these cultures have both in language and in their, their own general culture within the Aboriginal communities. Uh, as for the gameplay, it's, it's not going to be anything too outlandish. It'll be fairly simplistic platforming with some light puzzle el- elements peppered in during the, the Dreamtime sequences. Uh, each of those sequences should in- introduce a new mechanic, nothing major that's going to be be too game-altering, but just something like a, a little wrinkle to keep things fresh. Uh, but the primary focus, I want to be on the narrative, on the visuals and the audio, because I want people to be immersed in this culture that I feel like a large portion of the world has never been introduced to. Um, and I picked The Rainbow Serpent, which is one of the more well-known Dreamtime stories, uh, because that will resonate with a lot of Australians who may have heard that growing up in, in primary school and high school, but then it's a, a great gateway for people around the world because it's a fairly easy one to understand and hopefully it's a, a good introduction to, to this rich culture. So that's as far away from, from Nathan's pitch as you can <laughs> possibly get. But yeah, there you go. Yeah, nice. No, that's a good choice, good choice. I did, I did look at the uh, Rainbow Serpent, but I... Uh passed it on but for uh but that that's uh yeah that's very cool uh very good indeed i i think you're right i think the the culture that you uh the aboriginal culture and indigenous culture definitely is underrepresented in in games overall not, yeah not just the games that we make but in you know probably the developers and games journalism probably all all aspects so yeah that's uh but that's awesome yeah yeah i feel like i've i've definitely run into a lot of like i I said at the beginning a lot of games that are directly affected by different folklore and culture and mythology and i'd really like to see um because obviously my partner being aboriginal i've heard from from that community a lot of these amazing stories and i'd really like to see them represented and told because they are they're they're fantastic and they're told with such passion and all these years of being passed down through generations. Yeah, I think that would be really cool. And visually, like looking at uh, like ancient Aboriginal art, I think if you can incorporate that in a, in a visual style, I think it would be fantastic mm. as well. Are we um, talking like 2D platforming or yeah, 3D? Yeah, I'm, th- I'm thinking 2D platforming. I, I don't want to go 3D. I think the, the 2D plane would, would work best for it as far yeah. as getting the, the story across and being able to, to weave in a whole bunch of different visual styles, I think would get a bit messy if you went 3d. So if you kept it 2d, I think it's, it's more likely to work. Mm. Nice. I, um, I'm assuming that like these different elders and these different stories are going to come from our actual, you know, Aboriginal people. Yes, exactly. Um, right. In the, in, you know, keeping this, this kind of as, as a pitch, do you have a plan for how to give back to those communities when this, when this comes out? Preferably there would be like monetarily, obviously there would, there would be some sort of scheme set up there. Um, but I think more than anything, I would just want to give the platform to, for those stories to be told and to have, um, 
yeah, have that go out, not only into the Australian community, but in, in a global community sense as well. Because, yeah, like I said, I feel like it's it's not overly well known in, in the global scheme. And, yeah, I think just that representation would be would be really cool. I'd really like to see that happen. Yeah. It reminds me awesome. a, it reminds me a lot of um Never Alone. I don't know if you played yeah. that. Yeah. Um absolutely. But, you know, taking, you know, Alaskan native uh traditions and cultures and kind of weaving that into a 2D platformer, so I definitely think yeah. it's, a, it's a really cool idea. It's a, nice. it's a re- <clears throat> it is a really effective way of preserving these stories in in the modern consciousness. Mm. I'm really glad that you went there. Because, and when we discuss what was left on the cutting room floor, something very similar to what you just pitched was was an idea I was I was flirting with, but wasn't quite bold enough to see it through. Because there's so much to consider, yeah. and you did consider all of these things, like the fact that elders need to be the givers of the story. That all all of these little things matter, and I'm so ignorant. So I was like, yeah, it's it's best I take a step back here. So I'm really glad that you got to get some consultation on your pitch, something that I yeah. didn't have access to. So you made the right call. Um, I'm so glad to have heard that pitch because I was really quite anxious that we wouldn't be able to incorporate something like that. So congratulations. Yeah, well done. Thanks, man. Good job. And uh, keeping in in line with everything, everyone else, do you have a publisher in mind for this? No, I hadn't thought that far into it. I didn't think we were gonna gonna get Neither to like I. whack it in a box <laughs> and ship it out the door. So no, I didn't have enough time to to really consider it. Any any thoughts from any of you? I reckon boys? that's a I reckon that's a Screen Vic project. Mm. I reckon that's yeah. like yep. It's probably a very yeah, very indie title. Yeah, um, absolutely, definitely, definitely. Is there any kind of indigenous media like publishing house in Australia? It's a good question. I don't know, but one would think that there would have to be at least something. Yeah, I think it'd be worth looking into. There's got to be, yeah. Mm. Well done. Last one. Good job. Uh, KV, you're going to finish now off? I, now <laughs> I wholeheartedly regret going last because not only is my pitch nowhere near as good as any of those, it's also nowhere near as Australian. It's very loosely connected to Australia, but... Birds, mate. Uh... God damn it. All right. So, so far we've had what? We've had a story-based sort of narrative uh, adventure thing. We've had a survival musu. We've had a 2D platformer. What we haven't had is a dating sim. I knew you were going to fucking do a dating sim. No, I'm hooked. You got me. Let's go. Let's go. what's What's more Australian than our assortment of... Venomous animals. Okay. My dating sim <laughs> is called We Are Here to Fuck Spiders. <laughs> he's got me. At every point, he's got me so far. We this pitch has started. Are Here to Fuck Spiders, the arachnid dating sim. Get your eight legged freak on in this narrative adventure visual novel of arthropod erotica. Send arachnids, meet horny web swingers, and engage in long nights of tarantulic sex with your choice of a romantic partner. We've got hunky huntsmans, we've got beguiling black widows, and the daddiest of long legs for you to soil your silks. Now, the twist here is that you're still a human, and so you've got to wine and dine your spider love interest without anyone catching on that they've got more legs than a pub game of darts. So how do you take your date with eight eyes to a 3D movie, for example? Or what happens when there aren't enough flies in your soup at the restaurant? 
answer these questions and more through a mixture of dialogue trees and fun mini-games. Uh, now, We Are Here to Fuck Spiders features an original soundtrack by Spiderbait, naturally, uh, and a star-studded Aussie cast that includes Margot Redback, Chris Websworth, and Hugo Weaving. We Are Here to Fuck Spiders, the arachnid dating sim. Thank you. Very, Pack it in. We've good. peaked. That is very good. Uh, well done. That was salacious. That um, is. That's my bitch. Kieran, <laughs> I've I've laughed at a lot of your a lot of your antics, but that that was that was top notch, top shelf, mate. Well done. Thank you. I, oh. Yeah, I, I expected a dating sim. I was not expecting that. <laughs> not even in the absolute slightest. Can I? Was I expecting that? Can I just say that that wasn't a pitch. That that was fucking poetry. <laughs> it was. It was. I don't think I've ever burst out laughing more than hearing the term arachnids. That is, <laughs> that is fantastic. And horny web swingers. The deadliest oh, of long backs. That was good. Oh, shit. Wow. Okay. Well, uh, so we're talking uh, Annapurna. Is that your dream? Oh, Annapurna, potentially. Oh. Uh, I was also thinking EA. <laughs> Devolver oh, Digital. Yeah. EA, yeah, EA Originals. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Do you reckon they'd be into that? Yeah, they would. Old, old, <laughs> and can I call him by his? No, I can't call him by his nickname. Andrew Wilson, sir. Um, yeah, I'm not, <sighs> not sure if he'd be into that. How? Okay. No, wait. Actually, here we are. Give me something. Uh, if EA, I'm I'm big Andrew Wilson. How are you going to monetize it? Oh. Um. Shoot boxes. Uh, no, uh, un- oh. uncensored nudity DLC. Good, <laughs> good, good. No, he's right because I wanted to like say... Like the saboteur. I've got, a, I've got a publisher for him. Have you ever heard of the sucker of ENs? Yes. Like on Steam, there's like a whole series of sucker of Yes. Games, like sucker that of are just like sucker of boys. They're all, they're they're just all like sh- trophy hoarding games, right? Yeah, yeah, they, they look like super lascivious, but they're really Perfect. just pretty basic. So if you're willing to change the name to sucker of spider, I can hook you up. And they do do nude patches, <laughs> no, the name, so you can monetize those, like important. you said. The name, the name is the name important. is too important to okay. me. I think the name was the whole the name was the whole idea. Sucker spider <laughs> colon. We're here to oh, fuck spiders. We are here to fuck spiders. <laughs> wow, that's uh, I'm having di- too much all, fun. All all four are very very different. They um, are. I'm glad. Yeah, we've got a mixed bag here, boys. Yeah, I appreciate that. All four were well, you know. If I must say, all four are worthy of uh, publishing. So, if any publishers listen to this right now at uh, PAX Online, uh, you know, make sure to hit us up in the uh, emails or DMs or whatever it is that we do. But uh, what's your favourite? You can't pick your own, or is that, uh, or or is that a bit, a bit naughty? Do we want to talk favourites? That's a tough one. Nah. Nah, I'm, maybe, I'm happy to cut we'll, to cutting room floor though. Yeah, let's go to the cutting room floor. We'll, we'll We're all getting published, to, all of it. We'll just call it a. Yeah, we'll call it. A Everyone's draw. done excellently, I think. I couldn't yeah. pick a favorite. Now they're all very, very good. Fuck, there were some good ones. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I'm really glad how how it panned out. It was like serious, fucking off the charts, <laughs> very serious. The charts are blown right for something. <laughs> 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 oh. I. Like, when Nathan said Emu Wars, I was, like, ready. 
And then when he said Muso, I just like completely <laughs> lost my shit. <laughs> that was like that got me. That got me real good. Oh. All right. So cutting room, uh, cutting room floor. Should we just go in the same uh, order as before? Or do I think this can be a bit more messy, room? can't it? Yeah. Let's open the floor. All right. So I had a few. I had a few. Um, Brief ideas that I flirted that I did uh, think of was I had a Ned Kelly one. Um, didn't really know how to, but I, I um, which sort of turned into like a gold rushy kind of game. But then I was like, is this just going to be fucking Red Dead Redemption? Like I don't know, like, <laughs> but you know, but like that was the kind of style that I thought of this um, of this like Ned Kelly one. But I thought that could be quite cool um, if you were you know if you had like a bigger sort of budget th- than what I had to play with. Um, the other idea I had was like a convict sort of one was that you play as a convict who's been wrongly um, charged or accused and you come down to Tasmania and you actually escape and then you had to find a way back to, to England, let's say. So maybe you, you then you had to go into town and pretend, you know, and all the sorts of stuff. And that was one idea I had. The other idea, it was, it's a combination of, well, actually it's not a combination of Kieran or Nathan's. It's just a combination, it's a more combination of, of Adam's. Um, and I wanted to do something with indigenous culture, um, but I wanted it to be darker. And this is why I pulled out because I was like, I am probably not um, qualified or know enough to even talk about this. So, but I, but it, but it came from a good place. Like it came sure. from wanting to tell the history that these people have been through. Um, and it was sort of like a what remains of Edith Finch style approach to these very uh. short stories. That um, it was like. The idea was that a young uh, child was then re- was then learning about the history of her community or you know their community or whatever, and there were these dark stories that you know that had occurred in um, their community and this person's family. Obviously, I was like, mm, probably can't go down that path because that's risky for me to you know. But yeah, but that was another idea. And the other idea was, again, sort of similar. It was about a, a young uh, Aboriginal child finding this, this this baby magpie and befriending that. And there is a magpie story in, uh, in uh, Aboriginal storytelling about how they created the sunrise, um, which I kind of wanted to incorporate, but I was like, that just doesn't work. So um, that one was left on the cutting room floor. But they're my other ideas that I was playing with. Excellent. Cool. There's some good ideas in there. I like them. Thank you. Well, I kind of like, I already sort of gave away both my other major ideas and the, the, the bands earlier today. Um, but one of them was, uh, one of them was Macca's run, which is I like a that. kind of uh, maybe at first leaning towards like a crazy taxi kind of situation, but then kind of like a, I was thinking about different, I wasn't thinking about traditional you know, keeping to the traditional video game space, but like mobile games perhaps, and like an endless runner. Yep. Um, so like an endless Macca's runner, um, which I think like, honestly, I think like Macca's could do that as a promotional tie-in thing if they wanted to. Like that's got, you know, brand promo material <laughs> written all over it. Are uh, your DMs open? Um, they, my DMs are open, McDonald's, if you're listening to the PAX Hash Radio Browns. podcasts and you've gotten this far after we're not here to, we are here to fuck spiders. And you're still <laughs> listening. Um, uh, talk to me about that. I've got ideas. Um, and the other one was a far, more, far, far more depressing, bleak 
uh, Papers, Please style uh, game uh, about Centrelink. Um, and I didn't really delve too far into that because as soon as I started thinking about that, I was like, that's, that's like Papers, Please, far too real uh, and probably not anything anyone would want to play with a conscience. Um, but then I learned that uh, Nathan would have been a good uh, consultant around that. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I used to work in the floor above a set, like above the operating floor of a settling. So although it is ripe material for humor, there is always the lingering question of do these stories drawn from the vulnerable result from mental illness? And that immediately kills any joke material you've got. So yeah, that's it. I can appreciate leaving that on the floor. <laughs> yeah. The idea comes to mind and then you think a little bit more about it and you're like, Oh yeah, no. And sadly that's the way it goes. Well, I'm happy. Nathan, you're up, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, the, I, I guess I absolutely had a, an, an Indigenous Australia idea as well that I couldn't see through to an effective premise, um, simply due to ignorance and feeling like as much as I get excited about it, I'm building up a very white fantasy of what this pitch should be, despite the fact that I would never ever pitch a thing like this anyway. But an Assassin's Creed-style game, very much in the flavour of Assassin's Creed 3, which is a game I really didn't enjoy, but like the story potential of it, where we see the, uh, you know, a representative of the native population rising up in revolt against, you know, the, the colonial masses coming ashore, in a way, and, you know, networking that new dynamic in a way that sets them apart as a kind of... Um, prior i suppose so then it would be a game set in i don't know probably some part of mainland australia most likely somewhere coastal because this would be where the highest concentration of indigenous people would be at the time around or shortly thereafter of uh, the colonial arrivals that we now know of and again it would follow a very similar beat to assassin's creed 3 where you would assume the role of um someone indigenous but not necessarily but but then it, this is where it all starts to fall apart the the sort of implied violence that would go along with a title like this like where where do you draw the line with the violence how is the violence therefore meaningful in telling a story that is this sensitive it then falls to pieces so then we move and we take a very sharp left turn and find something a bit closer to home Today, that is more safer territory for humour, and you get a game like Yobos versus Bogans, which is a game about dumb, flowery word people fighting in the most notorious of Australian backdrops. And of course, we're talking what are the most notorious Australian backdrops? I can think of the bus mall immediately comes to mind, and you can set that bus mall in most locations in Australia. It's going to be a right location for a fist fight. Um, oh. Definitely, like the like the beer garden, it you know outside like a pokey sort of, you know like a tab, like like a tab there, yeah, like a tab. Oh, I'm trying to think of that What's fucking there? notorious place in um, in Launceston near George Street. Oh, fuck, no, can't think. It starts with C. Anyway, um, definitely a Birchall's car park. Rest in peace. Oh. But yeah, so that's all it's going to be. Sort of, you know, people throwing other people through be like benches, tables. Um, there's definitely going to be a <laughs> music it. festival or two in there. <laughs> um, nice. And and I also had a crazy taxi idea that was just going to be a free-to-play mobile game where it's crazy taxi in Australia and every taxi is a Toyota Prius. Done. 
<laughs> That's good. I like that. <laughs> yes. Very nice. Adam, what do you got for us? I only had one other idea, and it was similar to something like Overcooked, where you have uh, a whole bunch of people playing all at once, screaming at each other, but it's based on the unpredictability of Tasmanian weather and that we can have all four seasons in one day. So you have to be preparing your house for, so you be lighting fires in winter, sweeping leaves in autumn, battening down the hatches in spring, chucking on sunscreen in, in summer. And to, to gain points, you need to be doing them during the right season or hour of the day. And <laughs> yes. the weather can change in an instant. So you might be, you know, caught in your thongs out in the rain and your, your points can go down drastically. And yeah, you've just got to deal with life in Tasmania and how unpredictable our weather is. That's as far as I got with it, but it could be a bit of fun. I think the lads in the chat here can agree that there would definitely be ample room for a Melbourne-flavoured expansion. Oh, Mm. 100%. 100%. I actually remembered I had another idea, which was a bit more uh, comical this time around. It's called Brew Rash, which is a take on Road Rash. Um, Of course it is. (laughs) But yeah, basically just, I don't know, maybe some bums. I don't know. I hadn't really thought about it too much, but you're just riding kangaroos around these tracks and you can just punch each other and stuff. And that was pretty much it. It was a racing game where you could throw, maybe you could throw like jars of Vegemite at one another or, you know, Dim Sims. Toss a VB. um, (laughs) I reckon reckon they Uh, should be riding in the pouches. Yes. Or, or, or yes, that, that's, yes. Good. that's good. And it's it can like be like double dash like, scenario. Like right trigger, left yeah. trigger, like right arm, left arm, and like whip people yeah. out of pouches and stuff. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, like I mean, that. yeah. No, but, Sign but, me up. But, but yeah, like Mario Kart double dash, you have someone on the back, someone in the oh, pouch. Yeah. yeah. The best Mario Kart. Yes. Uh, yes. Um, but yeah, so that was the, other, the uh, other one that I had. Very nice and very, very good ideas. Very, uh, we've all been putting our creative. Caps on. Good to see. That's good stuff. Um, well, I think uh, that about does it. We nearly we nearly hit the the minimum time that was required, which is probably a first for us. Yeah, what the hell? Feels weird. We wrapped it up so early. But uh, thank you for everyone who's tuned in uh, to this episode of the World Play DLC, especially recorded for PAX Radio, sponsored by Audio Technica. If you want to check out the well-played content, you can go to www.well-played.com.au. That is well-or-played.com.au. You can find us on Facebook at wellplayedau underscore... And on Twitter, I think it's well played underscore au. Might be the other other way around for either of those. Try your luck and uh, see how you go. Just use your best judgment. That's it. If, if you don't find it the first time, it's not worth the second crack, crack at it. <laughs> if you liked any of the intellectual property you heard today, our DMs are open. Yes, if you uh, Please, if you yes. want to talk if about you... any like publishing uh, arrangements or you know or consultation uh, on <laughs> any of these creative ideas, you can slide into either of our. DMs. I don't know if you want to share your Twitters here. Yep. Well, Kieran's is perfect for for Maccas. Honestly, for uh, honestly, hit me up on Twitter. Hash Brown, hash underscore B-R-A-U-N. Um, <laughs> Maccas, E-A, um, bloody Mike, when you're done with uh, Dead Static Drive, just let's work on something new. Um, 
Yeah. And all those other publishers who are currently doing reverse kangas right now for the first time. <laughs> exactly. If you want to know more about the reverse kanga and if my you've tried to reverse, years. If you've tried to reverse kanga for the first time thanks to this podcast, please let us know. Yes. Oh, please. Yes. Yes, please. We want to start a movement, a bowel movement. Especially please drop a tag over at Nathan Henny, H-E-N-N-Y. That's it. You said drop <laughs> a tag. <laughs> and uh, Adam, you don't have Twitter because you're lame, but we love you. Because I'm you can find you, you can find you just at, uh, where, where, where can we find you? Just bombing around Tassie. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, mate. Yep. You can you can find me enjoying all of the seasons in one day in Tasmania. Tasmania is small enough. If you yell, yell my name, I'll, I'll be able to hear. If you hop on your bike, you'll find him eventually. Yeah, exactly. I'm Fire around. up your vacuum uh, cleaner, he'll come running. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Start your Dyson. I'll be there. Bust all my right. Dyson. All righty. Well, thank you. <sighs> all right. Um... <laughs> Thank you again for listening. Uh, we hope you enjoy the rest of uh, the PAX Radio shows. Shout-outs to everyone who's taking part of it. Um, Shout-outs to everybody just in general. Uh, Shout-outs to PAX. And Audio we Technica. will see you hopefully next year in real life. Maybe we'll be on the PAX... What's the PAX indie floor called? PAX Rising. This. PAX Rising. Maybe, <laughs> maybe we'll see you at PAX Rising shine up one of these amazing titles. Um, if ah. not, we'll see you there. Goodbye. Bye. I'll see you next time. Farewell. See ya.